everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Teacher Let Your Light Shine. And today I'm going to talk about, ugh, you know, that thing that all teachers get all creepy inside when they think about grades and the grade book and the grading season and progress reports and all of the hustle and bustle and the standardized testing and the quantified measurements. I promise you I'm not going to bore you today. I promise I'm not. If anything, I hope that I enlighten you on the difference between taking grades and having progress reports and student success in a micro school. I cannot wait to set you free about this because there is such a difference when it comes to public or private school and a micro school when it comes to grading. And if you listen to the previous episode, which is all about the work-life balance and being able to design the life you love as a teacher and be able to design the school or the micro school or the learning pod that you like, this falls into that. So today we are going to get into the topic about grades and progress reports. Like I said, I'm not going to bore you, but in a world with quantified measurements, where does this stand when you have your own experience, either part-time or full-time, going in a micro school or even hosting a learning pod? I'm going to share my experience and how my idea has changed over the years and has been impacted by our micro school and just having this school type of experience has changed my perception moving forward. I hope that you're excited. Let's get into it. Welcome teacher to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. All right, teacher friend, now listen up. If you are starting your micro school, homeschooling business, learning pod, and you have not gotten in on all of our goodies, don't forget you've got 48 hours left for all of our introductory pricing. Head on over to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop until March 28th. That's Monday. We're offering special introductory pricing. So be sure to grab all of the marketing materials that are high quality, user-friendly, truly, truly remarkable friends so that you can advertise, organize, and monetize your school. It's finally time for you to experience, you all, your teacher freedom. And you're going to get the business bundle, everything that you need. You can see how these products are going to shape your teacher journey. We've got step-by-step instructions to help you write powerful marketing brochures, enrollment forms, introductory packets, and just so much. You're going to find all of our easy-to-use templates made to simplify your creation process as beautiful, real-life examples that are used by 
my micro school, Lighthouse Learning. I partnered up with Madison Ansel with Mad Digital Projects. She helped us to take my idea, turn it into a beautiful package so that you are able to take a template and recreate what I have, but use it in your own way. Many of these forms are just plug and play. You can actually use my own wording or on some forms, we actually teach you what to say, how to say it, and how to make your message high value. It's literally like having an English professor. I'm serious. We've got brochures. We've got flyers. We've got parent partnership letters. We have so much for you. Handbooks, contracts that has a data verification form, things that you've never even thought of. If you're starting even just a part-time or a full-time, 17-page handbook that you can delete, that you can add, bonus ideas for what to add, contracts, waivers, liability, it's all there for you. We took out all of the heavy lifting, did it for you. We have the introductory packet that allows you to market your school, talk to families, seal the deal with the handbook. We've got the packet that allows you to just show your high value, five pages, five page template. You've got all my examples. Nothing is left uncovered. I'm just so excited for you to have it. We got brochures, flyer. It's just it's just incredible. Head on over to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com/shop and I encourage you to go to our Facebook group, Start Your Micro School or Homeschooling Business because we are going to be having videos in there of just the different types of products and just questions being answered. I kind of highlight they're not long videos at all. They're just showing you and telling you the importance of them, why you need them, and how you can use them. Okay, let's get into today's episode. And I just want to start off by saying that, you know, there were individuals back in history who did not have grades. And, you know, progress is so important, of course. But does progress have to be a quantified measurement? I'm just asking. Because I always thought, you know, I I grew up getting A, B, C's, D's, F's. I grew up getting pluses and minuses. And I look back, my mom has my report card saved and I'm like, but what was I really good at? What made sense? What didn't make sense? And we actually, whenever I was working in Missouri, we came up with standards-based report cards. And I felt like that was such a better way of seeing what children needed help in areas they needed help in and areas in which they excelled in. Okay. I felt like that was so much more valuable than just giving a grade A, B, C, D, or F. Then I moved to Missouri or I'm sorry, to Florida. And we went back to the whole grading of A, B, C, D, or F. When we use a standards-based grading, it was four, three, two, or one in whatever standard. But I'm here to tell you that in our micro school, I've taken my experience from having a standards-based grading where children were graded, like I said, four, three, two, or one, depending on the standard, and then just having grades and then having progress reports. And I'm like, you know, what, what's very valuable for children and for parents? It's feedback and it's details. And what does a letter grade teach our kids? And as I started this journey of homeschooling my daughter and then starting to teach other children who are homeschooled, I'm like, what, what am I teaching them by putting a big A, B, or C, or D, or F on their paper? What, what am I teaching these kids by doing that? And is that necessary? Because I give so much feedback to these children. 
So for an example, if we are learning something in social studies and we're learning about the Wild West and the students either do a project or they write a summary about what they've learned, do I have to have a rubric for that? Can I read it? Can I have a just a quick little informal discussion about what they wrote? Also teach them, oh, don't forget capital letter here, period here. You know what? I, I love what you wrote about the cowboys and you're so right about the the westward expansion and the mining for gold. I love that. Ideas presented so nicely. Is that more valuable than saying 92%? I mean, I'm just, I'm just wondering because we come from a world where everything has a quantified measurement. And am I not saying that we don't need that at some point in our life, but at what point do we need it? And when we start giving quantified measurements, what basis do we have for teaching children what those actually stand for. You know, educated individuals like Thomas Jefferson, William Shakespeare, Galileo, Plato, do you know that they were never given grades? Today, however, the contrast couldn't be greater. Grades define the contours of our educational system. Our society is even structurally dependent on grading performance. Just look at how the best jobs go to the students with the best grades at the best universities, who in turn accept students with the best grades at the best high schools. And so I know that for future purposes, there comes a place for these quantified measurements. I know that we live in the world, okay? I get it. However, I'm just asking, and I just want to put this thought out there, when does it really need to be administered? And when we give these grades, what are we backing up behind them? And I actually have this written out in my handbook. And it's nothing that I put in my introductory packet when parents start inquiring about our school. It's a conversation that we have. Because at first, whenever I started Lighthouse Learning, I I didn't know what else to do other than just reinvent what I had always known to do, which was have school in my house, but make it a little different. And I am furthest from that that I possibly could be, and I'm just still refining myself. But I just didn't know. I started the school out of crisis mode so quickly. All I knew to do was, I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know if I'm going to do this after next year. So I'm just going to go ahead and purchase the same curriculum that they would use in, in public school, and I'll just do it at my home, and I'll intertwine unit studies. And I'm telling you, by December, I was like, I want to burn these books. I want to wipe my hands clean. I want to run and scream to the parents and say, I am so sorry. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to reinvent what I ran away from. Please let me change what I've, what I've started here. And the parents were really great about it. I actually chucked the curriculum, literally chucked the curriculum in December and decided that I was going to end the year, my first year creating unit studies. Loved it. Took a little bit more time than what I was was prepared for, but I loved it. And the parents were like, this is real learning. This year, I did a little bit of both. I got a curriculum and I do unit studies and I do project-based learning. And that's even going to change next year. I'm constantly evolving, which is what I love about it. But I like having a curriculum that I can refer back to, that I'm not always recreating everything because I don't want to have a life where I am constantly creating. And when I'm done at 3.30, I want to be done at 3.30. I don't want to work on the weekends anymore. And I talked about this in our last episode of work-life balance. 
And I'm not trying to get away from the topic here, which is about grades, but I just want to ask all of us who are listening, at what point have we really been aware that the grade is not truly reflective of our child or of our student? It's finally time to be able to stand up and say, I don't think this is what's best for kids. Now, depending on your state, hslda.org will tell you if you're a homeschool parent, if you're supposed to have grades or not. But I even wonder, are they skewed? I'm just asking. If we are a homeschool parent and we are giving our children work to do and we're teaching them, you know that we're providing feedback and then we provide feedback and then we provide feedback and then we adjust and then we teach again and then we have assessment for learning and then we have assessment of learning. I just want to share that my experience, my heart has changed and my decision to have grades at Lighthouse Learning impact was impacted by my perception of what it should look like. Like I said, built out of crisis mode, started replicating what public school had taught me. And then halfway through first tri- first semester, and I'm like, I'm done with this because I did what I did on default. I literally hated report card time. And just quite like, is this a true indicator? I feel like it's misleading. It's skewed. Is it really accurate? Is it really a fair? What about the amount of homework? Why are we doing what we've been doing for the past how many years? And I know that it matters at some point, like I said, but I get the scores and I see that children, what they're having success success with and what they are having difficulties in. And so I adjust and that's what true learning is. It's giving feedback. It's seeing where children are and saying, you know what? I see that you're doing so great at that. Let's move on to this. You know what? I see you're having a little bit of a hard time. Let's go over this, honey. There's flexibility, there's customization, and there's academic quality when you get to create a school like this. You definitely want to look at your state standards, but I'm pretty sure that in most states, it does not say that you have to have certain grades. Now, there does have to be at the end of the year a promotion for students. And so for for an example, in the state of Florida, all students who are homeschooled have to show that they have made adequate progress for the next school year. And then a certified teacher looks at the portfolio, which is all of the work that we've done, or not all of it, but most of the work that we've done. They look at it. Now, now think about this. If you're giving grades, grade, 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 and at the end of the year it says, Our state says, it doesn't matter what your grades are. We just need to see that you've made adequate progress. And the teacher who's evaluating the student's portfolio is just looking over their work. Now, do you think that that teacher is going to go, well, you got pretty much Fs on everything. So I think that we're going to go ahead and not promote you to the next grade level. Or I see that you've got A's on everything. So gosh, you must be really smart. Let's not only move past this next grade level. Let's go on to the next grade level. Are we really using grades to determine if students made adequate progress? It's just a very important, sticky situation that I have found myself in starting this micro school and saying, you know what? I know what kids are doing well in and I know what kids are struggling in. And I find it is way more beneficial to create like anecdotal notes or just create little notes out to the side. And I do this in my teacher plan book. And every once in a while, I just have a Google Doc of every single child, what they're doing great in. And I just have anecdotal anecdotal notes. And I have found that parents love and appreciate that more than looking at their child's letter grades. I think that they 
preferred it because they didn't know what else could be offered. But if you little by little just start taking notes Mm -hmm. on children and start communicating with parents, hey, you know, let's say car rider line, hey, we were learning long division today and I just wanted you to know that Jimmy got a little bit stuck on subtracting. If you want to work on that with him, you know, the divide, multiply, subtract. He was having a little bit of a hard time, so I gave him a couple problems to work on at home if you don't mind going over it with him. Or just saying, he got a D today. Parents are so appreciative of that. And then it's just really great quality feedback for our students. I think my perception of grades has changed because I have a multi-age classroom where children are not on the same level. And what works for one kid doesn't work for the other as what we've always known when it comes to educating our children. And they're all just on their own little learning path and on their track. So it's hard to kind of come together and formulate, even if they are in, let's say, fourth grade. Yes, they're all learning the same thing at the same time, but I can advance children a little bit faster in some areas and I have to slow children down in other areas. I don't say, now by Friday, we're all going to take a test. But I do have measurements of learning. I do have those in place. I do have assessments of learning. Are they getting it? And then I have assessments for learning where I'm actually asking, if they're not getting it, this is what I'm going to do to change what I've been teaching. If they are getting it, this is how I'm going to advance them on this path. But micro schools, by contrast to what we do in public or private school, they make it easier to tailor the pace of instruction to the individual learning needs of specific students. Instead of, air quote, seat time, the focus is on attaining competence or mastery of a given skill or content area before moving on to the next unit. So I don't have to assess them before I say it's time to move on. I already know that it's time to move on because I have seen competence and mastery of that content area. Some children might speed ahead, like I said, while others are still working on a concept or skill. Each student progresses at his or her own level, which eliminates the stress of falling behind or the boredom of being held back. And if one approach, if one approach doesn't seem to be working for a student, the smaller class size makes it easier to change the direction and to try something else. Now, there is a school called the Prenda School, and it's typically organized around three categories, which is of engagement, conquer, collaborate, and create. And create. They are an established micro school that's been here for several years, and they have the conquer mode, where the learners set daily goals for basic mastery and skills, such as reading, writing, math, and core subjects. The students use various online learning programs like Khan Academy, No Red Ink, and Mystery Science to build competency. Then there is also the collaborate stage where there is more emphasis on group projects and the create mode where learners work on individual projects. They have Socratic group discussions and critical thinking and reasoning skills and core subjects. However, beyond the core academic subjects, Prenda and many other types of micro schools allow students to explore skills and subjects that are not found in most most schools. Sometimes they even partner with like local artists or other experts for specialized instruction, whether it's in the form of one-off experience or extended training such as painting, glassblowing, woodworking, botany, ballet, robotics, martial arts, so much more. That's what your micro school can offer. 
and the small class size also makes the micro school more mobile. So there's field trips that are much easier. The entire school can pack into a minivan or two, and they can take a greater advantage of art, history, science museums, famous landmarks, war memorials, historical sites, theaters, musical halls. We've went to botanical gardens. We've gone to state parks and so on. And researchers have found that field trips such as these, they lead to higher levels of tolerance, empathy, content, knowledge, and critical thinking. How can we put a grade on this? So for the next year, I wanted to share that Lighthouse Learning is no longer moving with a grades type of mentality. I did not do that for our students in kindergarten, first and second. However, I did do that for our students last year in third and this year in fourth. But moving forward, what I have in my handbook is that Lighthouse Learning will send home trimester progress reports to showcase students' progress and mastery of learning skills and topics taught in class. And I actually have this written out in the handbook. If you purchase the handbook, you will be able to just take what I have written. You can delete it if that's not your mission, if that's not what you want to do. But if you like it, you can just keep it. That's the beauty of the products that we have for you. It is plug and play. However, grades will not be a part of Lighthouse Learning Progress Reports. We believe there is a substantial evidence of mastery and growth through the small class size, teacher connection, and child at attributions that will be documented, showcased in the child's portfolio and progress report. Teachers will use meaningful feedback to improve a child's learning path. Some students are strong with spoken words while others prefer to write. Some see the world through the eyes of an artist while others are more technical. Some prefer to learn by themselves while others like to work in groups. Lighthouse Learning believes education should not be standardized or cookie cutter, but rather authentic, engaging, and personalized. Teachers employ a variety of strategies to assess student learning on a continuous basis. These strategies include observation of students as they work, conversations with students about what they are learning and doing, analysis of student products and performances, and administration of quizzes and tests. So yes, there's going to be times where Lighthouse Learning is going to be like, okay, great job. Long division is on its way. You guys are doing great. And I give them a little quiz, but I don't give them a quote grade that goes into the grade book. Sometimes I'll ask the kids, do you want to know what grade that would be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that an A or a B? And, and you know, they don't make sense. They're like, I missed, I missed two. Well, if it's two out of two, they have no, I, you know, two out of five, they don't know what the, what the percentage is, but I will teach them. Well, two out of five is this percent. And that would correlate if you really wanted to know what a grade would be, it would correlate as this or four out of five. And so I'm still teaching them about it. I'm just not saying you got a 90%, you got an A, you got a 70%, you've got a C. We just don't have that climate here. Teachers, and I wrote this as well. And so to finish up, what else I had put in the handbook when it came to this was the assessment for learning. We give feedback that will help students improve their learning to provide feedback for teachers that will help them plan upcoming instruction to meet the needs of students. And then there is the assessment of learning to be compiled into a formal evaluation of a student's achievement and work habits. Progress reports will be given to parents and students in November, February, and May. And then I put that after a report, a conference can be scheduled as requested by the teacher and or the parent. Students with special needs get the assistance they need to realize their potential through a variety of special services in case you have a child. 
who has, uh, if you're a special ed teacher and you are teaching students who have special needs, you can also include that. And we put that we believe all students can learn and experience success. And then at the very end, it depends on your state. I did state that Lighthouse Learning doesn't administer high-stakes standardized testing. Instead, we believe in play, creativity, authentic community, and organic student development. The state of Florida does not require homeschooled students to have a standardized assessment. However, if parents wish to have a standardized assessment given to their child, Lighthouse Learning will administer once parents order and pay for the assessment. This should be done after school hours for an administration cost of $75. For more information, please contact Mrs. Oliver because that is something else that you can do. If your state requires that students have standardized assessments, you can give the standardized assessment, just not to your own child. Some states you can, but you would give the standardized assessment and you can actually do that after school hours. Parents can pay you to give that assessment. So parents would order the assessment, pay for the assessment, and then pay you to give the assessment. So that's another way that you can earn additional income. So I hope that that has been helpful to you. Don't forget 48 hours left for the introductory rate of all of our products, including the handbook. That is just one section that I gave about the grades and the reporting. And so I would definitely recommend that if you are in need of a handbook and contract, I'm telling you, you will love what we have because we've laid it all out for you. It's plug, play, delete, add, and we give you bonus ideas. We've got our introductory packet, our brochure, our flyer, our parent partnership letter. We got the whole business bundle, which also includes the destination location letter if you're looking for a place to actually host your school. Go to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com shop. Join our Facebook group. And if you bought any of our products, screenshot it, put it into the Facebook group, and I will give you a shout out on our podcast. We appreciate you and we cannot wait to connect with you more. See you soon. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the virtual teacher's lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.